guys what is up no i made it in a nice way i promise i promise i hope all you peeps are honestly doing fantastic so today on this episode of brain world we'll be talking about birds yes you heard it right birds now as the title so stagly suggests i actually do find birds right i mean come on who doesn't oh you don't well that's kind of rude to be honest but you bet your ass i'm going to give you tons of reasons to love birds Now we all know birds. We've seen them from brightly coloured birds like the painted bunting to a bird of paradise with a feather structure that absorbs light, resulting in a super black colour. Birds do come in a dazzling array of colours. To other birds, they look more stunning still with additional ultraviolet colours that cannot be perceived by the human eye. Now the genetic variation is enough to lose your mind. Now I know, I know, city dwellers don't really get to see anything more than pigeons cooing about. and crows being the assholes that they are now i get it i completely do but what if i told you that there's more to birds than well city dwellers see like seriously so i'm going to start off with amazing facts about birds which i know and which i looked up because i wanted to look cool and what makes them really special in the first place now first off birds look so darn pretty i mean look at them Humans spend a crazy amount of money on tattoos to dye their skin and also hell a lot of time in front of the mirror. Now, are we jealous of these ridiculously colored birds? Well, maybe a little. Now, birds also take photographs. Now, I'll slip in a quick sort of before you all come back to form a neck. Now, a carrier pigeon, which is not a specific breed but rather an occupation, they can be trained to fly between two points rather reliably, typically by placing their food at one location and then nest at another. People have actually used this method to deliver messages by German apothecary Julius Nobrunner took it a step further when he strapped a time delay camera to a bird and successfully invented pigeon photography a fancy word i know which was then tested out for military use in world war 1 now birds are also pretty good at using tools to help them hunt for example the woodpecker finch from the galapagos islands use uses a twig to pry insects out of the bark As as does the Caledonian crow, who uses its beak to sharpen sticks into spears. Now, also, now another fact: birds have hollow bones. Yes, they do. Now, I think a lot of you might know this, but for the ones who weren't aware of this fact, bravo! You don't know. Among the many adaptations that birds have evolved to accommodate flight is the presence of hollow or pneumatized bones. Now, certain long bones, such as the humerus, which is the upper arm. and the femur which is the thigh bone they are hollow in some places and in some species to lighten the bones for flight now birds with hollow bones can fly longer distances without becoming exhausted and in some species the hollow cavity in these bones is actually filled with an extension of the bird's air sacs a, co- a component of the respiratory tracts that works with the lungs to provide oxygen to their bodies as they fly pretty cool huh now certain species of birds also have better vocabulary than toddlers do and yes this goes beyond polly want a cracker now an african gray parrot learned the vocabulary of more than 100 words and the labels of more than 35 objects it's completely awesome how these birds learn not only to speak words but also use this language to communicate with people in context and this honestly makes it amazing so why not love words now this one this one i'm so excited for this one this one's going to blow your mind Studies show that pigeons can distinguish a painting by Picasso and one by Monet. Now, the study humorously noted that if birds and students went through the same training methods, the student might too learn the difference. 
Also, boards can make amazing nests. I mean, that's not even a topic for argument. I hope we all can agree. Even how small a hummingbird nest is, the size of a key sounds about right. And house finches, my God, they use literally whatever they can find. Now, birds also find fly a crazy large amount. Now, birds also fly a crazy large amount of distance for migratory purposes. For example, a shorebird called a wimbrel can navigate tropical storms. Yes, tropical storms. Flying nearly 30 miles per hour and has been documented as flying non-stop for thousands of miles. Now, one tagged bird researchers were keeping an eye on flew seven non-stop flights or more than, drum roll, 2,000 miles each before it was shot by gun- hunters in Guadalupe. Now, the fact that some... Now, the fact that some bird birds fly hundreds of miles to migrate without ever having to stop, it literally just blows your mind. Now, birds also have waterproof clothes. Now, birds also have waterproof coats. Now, try not having to carry that umbrella everywhere. That's cool, right? Nearly all parrots and mostly other bird species have a gland at the base of their tail called the preen or europeagle. <sighs> Now, birds also have waterproof coats. Now, birds, they also have waterproof coats. Now, talk about not having to carry that umbrella everywhere. Now, nearly all parrots and most other bird species have a gland at the base of their tail that's called the preen or europeagle, a gland that produces the oil that birds preen over their feathers to waterproof them. Now, birds gather the oil from their glands on their beaks and then they spread it all over their feathers. Now, regardless of the weathers, birds are prepared. Now, unlike humans, whose stomach both enzymatically digests and grinds up food, most birds, they tend to have two stomachs. And these stomachs, the said stomachs, they perform these tasks individually. Now, the first stomach or the proventriculus has glands that secrete enzyme to break down food so that it can be absorbed and the second stomach, which is called the ventriculus or the gizzard, it contains strong muscles that contract to grind food, which basically just makes it easier to digest. Now, rather than passing food one direction through the gastrointestinal tract, as people do, as humans do, birds, they move food back and forth from the proventriculus to the ventriculus and then back to the proventriculus. Now, this is done to make sure that the digestion is thorough. Now, many birds also have monocular vision, meaning their two eyes move together so that they can see only one direction at a time. However, some birds such as raptors, which consists of owls, hawks and eagles, now they have eyes that can move independent of each other, which enables them to just see like two different directions at once. Now, this adaptation is key to helping them both to hunt and avoid predation and injury. Now, hunting by sight is old stuff. Get this. Some birds can hurt, hunt by sound. Now, birds such as owls hunt completely by sound and they do not need to see their prey to catch it. Now, studies of barn owls have shown that by using sound alone, they can hunt and catch prey completely in the dark. Now, all ears are actually asymmetrically placed on either side of their heads to help them hear sounds more accurately. Now, there are birds are diverse. Birds are diverse as fuck. There are thousands of different species. Now, recent studies show that there are about 9,900 different species of birds, many more than there are mammals, of which there are about, I don't know, four, five thousand 5,500 species, or of reptiles, uh, they are about 8,500 species, roughly. Now, they range in size from hummingbirds, 
that weigh less than a tenth of an ounce to ostriches that weigh about 220 to 250 pounds and they come in every color imaginable now their variety is profound now not only they are around no ma- no matter the time of the year they're always there no matter where you are now birds can be found on all continents in every ecosystem and in every habitat farm check short grass prairie check sandhills check tall grass prairie again check urban city check Suburban backyard, check. Now go outside right now, I bet you'll see a bird within a few minutes. Now can't say that about a reptile, amphibian, fish or insect. They're always around, basically. Yes, some birds are only there for the summer. Others are here only for the winter. And still others are only here for a few weeks as they migrate through. But no matter time of the year, there are birds always around. Now variation in species resulted in birds having such a huge variety when it comes to beaks. Now, birds have all different kinds of beaks. Some birds have beaks that are long and extremely thin for probing in the mud for insects and worms. Examples are curlew, avocat, and sandpipers. Now, others, they have beaks that are short and curved for tearing food apart. Good examples are hawks, eagles. And still others are short and round for cracking seeds, such as a shikaday, cardinal, and sparrow. And still Other beaks are large and curved with small teeth-like structures for filtering out plants for the water. Examples are duck, geese and swans. Now, the list of different beaks goes on and on. But on honorary mention for puffin because I think they're really pretty and I love their beaks. So, yay puffins! Now, (laughs) you're gonna love this fact because I generally lost my mind when I read this. Birds have belly buttons. Yes, right. They have belly buttons. To be more specific, baby birds have belly buttons. Now, this is a site where the developing embryo attaches the egg sac. As a bird grows, the scar shrinks. And by the time the bird is an adult, there's no sign of the said belly button. So, yeah, they do kind of have a belly button. And I think that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Now, enough about birds. I think there is some space to talk about random bird facts which i found out and i think i really like them so you're gonna have to hear that now first off they're amazing predators for example a small house wren it can feed up to about 500 spiders and insects to its nestlings within one afternoon now owls have a fantastic hearing and silent flight which allows them to accurately hunt their prey at night and a good example uh, a good Honorary mention is that a Baltimore Oriole can eat about 17 caterpillars in one minute. Talk about having a food challenge, huh? Now, modern history is filled with stories of birds saving potato fields, fruit orchids and cranberry box from insect devastation. Now, researchers are studying the phenomenon more formally, trying to quantify birds' value as living pest controllers without ruining the crop. Now, consider the case of the coffee berry borer. These tiny insects, they basically invade individual coffee berries and they spend almost their entire lives inside, basically making those beans unsellable. Now, there are no safe pesticides that can kill the insects successfully without harming the plant. And attempts to control them with parasitic wasps has been showing really limited success. But black-throated blue warblers, which are American red starts, and other birds that feed on the borers when the insects are first drilling into the berries, they prove to be more successful than any other thing. Now, a researcher at one site in Jamaica's Blue Mountains, he basically calculated the bird's pest control at about $125 per acre. 
or nearly one eighth of the total crop value of rupee of crop value of $1044 per acre. So talk about having something that is economic, something that is eco-friendly and something that does exactly what the job entails. Now in the Netherlands, insect-eating birds, they protect apple orchids and in Missouri's Ozark Mountains, they safeguard white oaks whose lumber is highly sought by furniture makers. Now these birds even reduce pests at organic wineries. Now birds are sordid money makers. Don't believe me? Listen to me. Now, birds simulate economies just by being beautiful and fascinating. Now, in an economic analysis, which was released in 2009, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services calculated that based on a 2006 survey, birders spend about $12 billion annually on travel and an additional $24 billion on equipment, including binoculars, camping gear and nest boxes. Now that money ripples out and in total it generates about $82 billion in economic output, employing about 671,000 people, enriching state and federal governments by $10 billion. So yeah, birds are huge money makers that they are. Now they also clean up. They tend to clean, they help, they tend to clean up their environment and they're really good for nature. Now Perhaps the least sexy service that birds could provide is by eating dead bodies, but they are doing a mighty fine job of it. They tend to clean up enormous amounts of roadkill all over the world. Unfortunately, now vulture populations everywhere have such suffered major declines. But in many cases, the cost can be traced to indirect poisonings that are a result of drugs given to the animals that the vultures feed on. So basically, it's all a complex food web that is causing their population to steadily just drop down. Now, when vulture numbers plunged in India, feral dogs took over the job of basically carcass disposal. But then this led to a growing canine population, which meant more fatal dog attacks, as well as an increasing rabies and bites. Now, economist Anil Markadia he estimated that there are about 40 million accidental dog bites in India between let's say 2002 and 2006 now this resulted in 48,000 extra deaths so I think birds are doing a better job of well eating the carcasses and not well biting anybody birds also spread seeds I think we all know that birds spread seeds they're good disposal they are a method of disposal of seeds so in the high mountains of the American West the future of a tree which is called the white bark pine tree it hangs in the beak of a particular bird now the tree seeds are exclusively dispersed only by the clark's nutcracker which is basically a black and white winged cousin to the crow the nutcracker's strong sturdy bill opens the pine cone to pluck out seeds which it eats or stores inside the throat it then buries out the uneaten seeds at the depth and the location of the trees often need to reproduce so without the nutcracker it's unlikely that the white bark pine could sustain itself now researchers in the u.s forest service they have gone through experiments that help quantify the value of the nutcrackers disposal service they figure it's worth at between 800 to a thousand dollars per acre based on what it would cost to plant pines by hand so they're actually saving us the manual work of doing it itself and sustain the species birds also announce danger i for the ones who have seen Arrival, the movie Arrival, we know that 
birds can sense out gases they can sense out danger and they can just chirp out to you know just signal the oncoming danger so yeah now tree swallows in example they provide insight on the impact of a wide range of pcbs in the great lakes of the hudson river and the hudson river in the now birds they also pollinate now pollination is the recognized realm of bees bugs and butterflies because well yeah they're well known every time you draw a photo of pollination there's a butterfly sure to be in a, a butterfly or a bee but more than 900 bird species worldwide pollinate too and their sophisticated sense of geography suits them well to the task now the durian which is a fruit now i think i need to talk a little about durian durian is basically a fruit which tastes amazing but smells like the worst thing you might have ever smelled so yeah now durian is a wild fruit that is collected and eaten in northern borneo now it relies exclusively on spider hunters which are members of the sunbird family so a passerine called the canadian chiffchaff it pollinates the canary bell flower which is an ornamental plant with edible fruits that grows on spain's canary islands it was cultivated in the royal garden of england's hampton court palace as early as 1696 and then the cold weather kept insects away china's winter flowering locust tree which reproduces with the help of two passerines the light winded bulbul and the japanese white eye now the locust fruit is eaten in many forms and used medicinally so yeah yay birds now what is more badass than helping farmers tell me you can't knew it now after california farmers harvest the rice crops they need to get rid of the leftover rice straw now burning it is cheap as fuck but it produces intense pollutants and is therefore illegal now an alternative is tilling the soil into the soil manually which is expensive too now fortunately farmers can enlist help from wintering waterfall that basically travel along the pacific flyway now by foraging for leftover grain weeds and bugs in the flooded rice fields mallards and other birds they basically till the land and they help decompose the straw and yes of course this reduces the need to till the fields and it provides considerable savings to growers now also please don't please don't run away after this but bird poop is awesome i actually mean it yeah now seabird guano which is basically something which is a poop rich in protein nitrogen phosphorus and other nutrients it provides an important source of fertilizer and income to many people living near seabird colonies and this has been true for centuries guano was considered essential to the incas culture upon which their basically civilization was based now unfortunately guano production is one of the most threatened avian ecosystem services due to the rapid decline of seabirds worldwide say scientists now among the culprits are the fishing long lines which lure them and then drown birds such as the blackbird albatrosses the bird is also often the disembodied human soul it is often represented as that and which is basically free from its physical constrictions in egypt birds with human heads are dominant characters and they are often seen living leaving the mouths of the dying in fairy tales those who understand the language of the bird are often able to attain special knowledge and people are often transformed into birds they are thought and imagination transcendence and divinity freedom from materialism now many stand for the metamorphosis of a lover when connected with a tree 
shares something of the phoenix, the male tree in which the burning female nests. Our natural enemies with the serpent and the tortoise are many of the things that we can associate with birds. Now, a very good example of a bird representing something is in the book To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Where I believe the mockingbird basically symbolizes Tom Robinson, who is the black man on trial that Atticus defends. Now, Tom is accused of raping a white woman. He is innocent but found guilty and he tries to break out of jail and is shot and killed by one of the prison guards. So, I think Atticus tells his daughter, Scout, that it's a sin to kill a mockingbird. A case could be made that the mockingbird symbolizes innocence and its loss. Interestingly, Atticus's last name is Finch. Now, in the book... The Goldfinch by Donna Tart, which happens to be one of the most amazing books I've read. I totally recommend it. The plot basically revolves around the painting, The Goldfinch by Fabricius. The bird is shown sitting on a perch, but if you look very closely on the cover, you will see a string around its one leg, teethering it. Now, bird only has the illusion of freedom, as do the main characters of the book. So it goes pretty deep. In olden times, women through the ages were seen like birds in gilded cages. Now, once married a woman and anything she owned became her husband's property. Now, she was completely dependent on her husband for everything. Now, I think like the goldfish painting, this seems perfectly normal and perfectly fine in the first glance. But this is only an illusion. That is a very bad one. Now, crows, they have always symbolized death and were the harbingers of evil. Their connective noun, a murder of crows, basically says it all. But I think crows have gotten a bad name. Doves, historically, they signify peace and purity. So mourning doves with their plaintive song signify sadness. Swans signify love. Phoenixes, phoenixes represent rebirth. Owls represent intelligence. Robins announce the coming of spring. Canaries let us know that we can breathe in a mine. Songbirds sing and bring us joy. Now these are just a few represent. Now these are just a few interpretations of words and the symbolism. Now every writer has their own idea of what a poet represents. I think we can go pretty deep into it, but then it'll get philosophical. So just just let let's just jump to birds, the relationship between birds and the mythology. So in Greek and Roman mythology, ravens are associated with Apollo, who is the god of prophecy. They are said to be a symbol of bad luck and were the gods' messengers in the mortal world. Now, according to the mythological narration, Apollo sent a white raven, or crow in some versions, to spy on his lover, Coronis. When the raven brought back the news that Coronis has been unfaithful to him, Apollo scorched the raven in its fury and basically just made him crow. Made him a crow. Now, Apollo scorched the raven in his fury, turning the animal's feathers black. Now, that is the reason why all ravens are black today, according to Greek mythology. In Hebrew, Bible, and Judaism, the raven is the first species of bird to be mentioned in the Bible. And ravens are mentioned on numerous occasions thereafter. In the book of Genesis, Noah releases a raven from the ark after the great flood to test whether the waters have receded. Now, according to the law of Moses, ravens are forbidden for food, a fact that may have colored the perception of ravens in later sources. Also in the book of Judges, one of the kings of Midiantes, defeated by Gideon, is called Orev, which basically means raven. In the book of Kings, God commands the ravens to feed the prophet, Eliah. King Solomon is described as having hair as black as raven in the Song of Songs. So, 
Bible has very heavy. Bible has described and talked about ravens pretty heavily. In Muslim, in the Muslim culture, in Quran's version of the story of Cain and Abel, a raven is mentioned as a creature who taught Cain how to bury his murdered brother Almaida. Also, in German people, Odin as Odin, which is basically the king god, he is often associated with ravens. Examples include depictions of figures often identified as Odin, and he's flanked by two birds. who basically gave them information gave him information he they served as his eyes and ears yeah that's about it so i think in myths myths and folk tales birds are often intelligent collaborators of man and they are the bearers of celestial messengers associated with air birds they also symbolize loftiness or spirit so basically what i want you all to understand is that birds are pretty cool and there's, there's so much about them that we still don't know there's so much about them that we have to know and there's so much that we can do for them for them to basically not get extinct us as humans us as the dominant species as the alpha species that dominate earth us as entitled to the sources of nature and yeah so i think yeah that's about it and i really hoped you liked my fact leaden podcast of today and yeah i hope you all have a great day ciao